0: Hey, you too. Are you ready to start our podcast? Let's go. Hello, and welcome to episode three of What the Pup. Today, I'm super excited to introduce you to our very special guest, Rick Short, owner and trainer of K9 Sensei. I used Rick for both of my dog's trainings and had an amazing experience with him and really felt like he furthered our relationship and companionship. And now I have two amazing dogs who are very obedient and are so full of love and full of life. And I'm really excited for you guys to get to hear from him today. So, Rick, thank you so much for being here today. The first thing that I want to kind of talk about um, to kick off our discussion today is a little bit about a training timeline.
1: Okay. So, if a person gets a puppy, you know, we believe that from the time you get the puppy, you start training. Now, of course, it's not a full-blown curriculum or anything like that. But you start teaching them some things like, you know, getting them to look at you, uh, getting them to sit teaching a few manners here and there. They're puppies. They're going to make mistakes. But we like to encourage people that at about four to four and a half months, they actually start training their dogs, uh, either with a trainer or a very focused curriculum on their own. Um, Of course, that's always, you know, after they've gotten all their puppy shots, that's real important. But that's a good start right around that time. What we find is, is that once they do what we call foundational training around that time, As the dog grows, they're just like little kids and everything. They go from one progression to the next and they do hit some spots that they start acting a little crazy again, you know, and picking up some bad habits. So we suggest that they do some more formal training, usually around eight months or so, something like that.
0: So I know that sometimes people like to, what I like to call DIY train um, and train their dogs at home without using a trainer. So in your experience, what Top mistakes, or what's the most common mistake that you see when people bring their dogs to you after trying to train them themselves at home?
1: One thing that we find is that because people love their dogs so much, that they have this idea they're going to love away bad habits. We have to remember that this dog's a living, spiritual being in its own right. Okay, it has a choice; it has uh, different kind of traits that DNA is put in him and everything. And so there's things that we're working with here that you have to understand. So one, thinking that you're just gonna love the dog and everything's gonna be okay, doesn't always work. Uh, we're gonna love him, but we're also going to give him a ton of exercise, okay? Dogs have to have exercise. Uh, and saying exercise, I'm not just saying just put him in the backyard and let him run, which is still cool and still important but a uh, good focused walk on the leash once the dog learns how to walk properly on the leash something happens there's a synergy that happens that the dog starts to look at you as the alpha leader and then the dog starts looking to you for direction and that's when training becomes a little bit easier you know you don't just tell a dog to do something without the proper energy behind it and everything and once they feel the energy of the alpha and the love that comes from that alpha and the safety and the being the advocate and all of those things, then the dog starts to trust. He starts to obey. And that's what we try to do. We really do try to focus with people that dog training is a relationship. It's not just teaching a few tricks. Okay. I mean, anybody can do that. You can force a dog to set or force a dog to look at you. But when a dog truly loves you and looks to you, for that leadership and you have a relationship with them. That's when the magic really begins.
0: So I know a big thing that a lot of dog owners are experiencing right now is they got their dog or their puppy during quarantine, kind of at the beginning of the pandemic. And because of that, they were able to spend so much time with their dogs. And now that they are not able to spend as much time with their dogs, these dogs are suffering from really bad anxiety. So how would you recommend going about that or helping make these dogs less anxious? Okay.
1: So that's a great question. Uh, and it, it's, it's a multifaceted answer uh, for, you know, all dogs that are going through it. Some dogs are going through different issues from the anxiety. So not everything that I say may help your dog, but these are some good things to start with. Okay. So first off, everything, a ton of exercise. Okay. Uh, what we find is, is that in some cases, when people say my dog's anxious, And we start looking into their daily lifestyle from the time they get up to the time they go to bed. They're not getting any kind of exercise, any kind of stimulation at all. That's going to make most dogs anxious. Secondly, the anxiety in a lot of cases is simply because they want to be with the owner. As you're talking about, we're Mm -hmm. seeing a huge influx right now of dogs coming in that were purchased right around the time the pandemic hit. So it's a big issue. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of several things you can do. Uh, One try to make the dog as calm as possible, okay? If the dog's having to stay in a crate, for example, if he's conditioned to the crate, uh, have plenty of toys in their form that he likes. Toys that, not that he can just rip open, but toys that he can chew on, that he really kind of gets into, so to speak, uh, like deer antlers, elk antlers, things like that. Hard toys that they just gnaw on and everything. A lot of times an eye or two can pass away with them chewing and, and their nerves are calmed down. Another thing that we, we recommend that works so much and maybe not in every case, I mean, not everything mm-hmm. and not one thing works all the time, but is uh, Relax My Dog Music by okay. YouTube. Okay? OK, so put YouTube on right by the crate. It plays some scientifically based music that literally has put me to sleep. And, uh, you know, the dogs, in most cases, they start calming down. They start relaxing. Uh, sometimes CBD oil works great. Uh, okay. You know, they've made so many advances with CBD oil. And I do suggest that you check into the kind that you're buying to make sure it's not just, you know, a knockoff or something, mm-hmm. but that it's a good kind. Uh, and then another thing that, you know, we sometimes find, too, is if you condition a dog to teach him that you are coming back. This is this is a little tedious to do, but it works. Is like you put the dog in the crate. You walk out of the room, you stay gone for a minute, and then you come back into the room. And all of a sudden, the dog sees you. The way dogs view time, it may have seemed like a long time, but in actuality, you're only gone a little bit. The dog says, here she is. Okay. Then you do it for three or four minutes, you know, five or six minutes, but you always come back. So even if the dog is upset, he's starting to see a pattern that, look, she's gone, but she's coming back.
0: Rick, so there's one last question that I want to ask you before we wrap up here. What is your favorite thing about your job as a dog trainer
1: probably just the sin- sincerity of a dog you know a dog will never lie to you you know but uh the sincerity of a dog of how much they love you how they would give their life for you to me makes what i do the funnest job in the world
0: so before we head out here why don't you tell us a little bit about the services that your business canine sensei offers
1: so uh We have two main parts of our uh, business. One is private sessions, which we love to do. Uh, They run for one hour. Uh, We feel like it's a good cost. We charge $70 for a private lesson at this time. Uh, We love it because I love my clients. Okay, Uh, So many of everybody out there are really cool. And the fact that they're wanting to do something for, for their dog shows how much they love their dog and how much they care. And so we do everything we can to make it good for them. So I teach their dog. Okay, but I teach them at the same time. I'm gonna make sure their dogs train one way or another, but I'm also gonna make sure that you as an owner knows how to do this, knows how to correct, knows how to encourage all the things that go into dog training. So the private session is really cool. We always have a good time. The other is a very popular program that we have. It's it's our two week immersive program. We call it the board and train. We keep your dog for two weeks and uh, he's totally flooded with obedience work. Sometimes dogs train five or six times a day during this program. Uh, They're socialized with other dogs. Probably most importantly, as far as socialization, we actually have them with some of our dogs in our pack that are very balanced, led by a very strong alpha that is just an amazing dog. And everybody stays balanced with their energy. And so dogs start to see, this is the way it's supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be acting like an outcast over here or a rebel, I need to be with the pack. We've been very happy with and our clients seem to like it. It runs for two weeks, nine hundred eighty dollars Okay. which we feel is a bargain.
0: Well, Rick, I'm so glad that we were able to have you on our show today. And I can't thank you enough for being here. Do you have any last minute remarks or anything that you want to say to our watchers today?
1: No, it was an honor and just want to encourage everybody to love your dog. and, And don't make your dog a backyard fixture. Make it part of your family.
0: Well, Dog Moms, that is all for today's episode of What the Pup. Thank you so much for being here and a big thank you to our guest speaker, Rick Short. Um, You can find his information in the podcast description below and we'll see you guys next week. All right, pups, let's say goodbye.